This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, January 20th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden visits Santa Cruz. Newsom touts water funding. USDA's China hopes. And a farm bill tractorcade. Biden tours California flood damage. President Biden joined Governor Newsom and San and California Senator Alex Padilla at a helicopter tour of storm damage in Santa Cruz County yesterday. Biden also surveyed destruction from coastal flooding to restaurants and other businesses in Capitola. At Seacliff State Beach in Aptus, he expressed support for first responders and pledged to help the state's recovery. More than 500 emergency management officials and other federal personnel are assisting in the relief effort. We're cautiously optimistic the worst part is behind, said Biden. We'll see the full extent of damage to homes and businesses and to farms and ranches. USDA, he explains, is helping farmers with disaster loans and grants if they lost livestock or their crops were washed away. Newsom touts future water storage. While the governor's initial budget proposal last week was sparse on details, Newsom's office shared yesterday that he plans to maintain water storage funding. Last year, lawmakers approved Governor Newsom's proposal to invest $500 million in water storage projects in 2025. But legislative analysts anticipate a $24 billion budget deficit this year that could worsen in the coming years, adding pressure to cut more future spending. The benefits of many other infrastructure investments from budget surpluses have yet to pan out. The state has allocated a billion dollars for groundwater recharge projects since 2020. Just five of those projects, however, are online today with a combined capacity of 25,000 acre feet. USDA to spend $490 million for wildfire prevention efforts. The Agriculture Department is moving to improve its firefighting efforts in the West with more than $490 million in funding provided by the Inflation Reduction Act. The additional funding will go toward fire prevention efforts in 11 landscapes in Arizona, California, Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said those measures will include prescribed fire, mechanical thinning, and biomass removal projects. The Forest Service 10-year wildfire crisis strategy introduced last year identified 250 fire sheds labeled as high risk. A fire shed is typically around 250,000 acres in size, that according to the plan. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. We'll have more Agripulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. 
challenges called for in EU's farm-to-fork strategy. Farmers and ag stakeholders in the European Union don't object to the goals of the EU farm-to-fork strategy, but they do have problems with the way the European Commission is trying to accomplish them. That, according to speakers on an AgriPulse-hosted webinar yesterday, sponsored by the Crop Protection Action Coalition for Trade. Halle Borgström, president of the Swedish Farmers Federation and a vice president of COPA, shared in a pre-recorded message that the strategy requires a 50% reduction in pesticides and antibiotics and increased organic production, while also mandating that 10% of current agricultural land be set aside to promote biodiversity. Paula de Vera, senior policy advisor for Copa Cogeca, a group representing both European farmers and cooperatives, said farmers' voices have not been heard and government officials have called the Copa president a scaremonger. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA's Taylor sees opportunity to improve U.S.-China relationship. A trade war between the U.S. and China during the Trump administration added to tensions between the two countries. But China is still the largest foreign market for U.S. farmers, and USDA's top trade official sees an opportunity to improve ties through agriculture. We're reinvesting in that relationship, Under Secretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Alexis Taylor told reporters at USDA's Washington headquarters yesterday. There is an opportunity coming out of the past several years. There are areas of collaboration to invest in that Chinese relationship, Taylor said. Taylor stressed that there will be, quote, a whole host of challenges in finding common ground with China a country that often does not live up to a rules-based system. But she noted that both countries do have common goals in improving innovation and food security. Groups organizing to get Farm Bill climate focus. A coalition of groups representing small-scale farmers as well as farm workers and minority producers is organizing a gathering on Capitol Hill in March to call for the next Farm Bill to put a focus on addressing climate change. Organizers are likening the event to the 1979 tractorcade when farmers massed in D.C. to demand federal policy reforms. For countless farmers and communities across the country, A status quo farm bill would miss the mark, said Mike Lavender of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. Nothing short of bold structural changes, including significant investments in sustainable agriculture and enacting fair pricing policies, will do. More talk of high egg prices. A group called Farm Action is calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate whether antitrust violations are contributing to soaring egg prices. Economists at the White House and elsewhere attribute high egg prices to the avian flu outbreak. But Farm Action says in a letter to the FTC that nothing, quote, justifies the dominant egg producers more than threefold price hike. 
Rick Herrera, CEO of ProEgg, a newly formed egg cooperative on the West Coast, says prices prior to the HPI outbreak didn't allow producers to make a profit much of the time. The outlook is for prices to decline slowly, but not to return to pre-HPAI levels based on the impact it has had on breeder flocks, Herrera said. Well, here's today's She Said It. Sacramento has a bad habit of ignoring the priorities of rural communities like the San Joaquin Valley. That assembly member, Jasmine Baines of Bakersfield, while describing her goals in serving on committees for taxation, accountability, and aging. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, January 20th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.